0: You're listening to Experts in Their Field, a podcast from the Agricultural Science Association.
1: Hello, listeners. My name is Neve Bambrick, and I'm the president of the Agricultural Science Association. In this episode of Experts in Their Field, Council Member Catherine Heffernan chats with Tia Hennessy, the Professor of Agricultural Food Economics in UCC and the Head of College of Business and Loan in UCC. Thea speaks to us about growing up on a dairy farm in Cork, which sparked her interest in the business side of farming. Following on from this, Thea studied economics and finance as her undergraduate degree and progressed then into a master's in agribusiness. Thea speaks to us about her time in AIB, Chagas, and now UCC. She also speaks about how she undertook a PhD in Reading throughout this working time. Thea now resides in County Cork with her husband and her family, and we would like to wish Thea all the best into the future.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Experts in Our Field. My name is Catherine Heffernan, and I work at MSD Animal Health, and I'm an ASA Council Member. Today I'm joined by Thea Hennessy, the Professor of Agricultural Food Economics at UCC and the Head of College of Business and Law. So you're very welcome Thea and okay. we might start off if you can start to tell us a little bit about yourself and growing up in county cork
2: sure so we're sitting here in my office in ucc and i grew up about six or seven miles from here but i only came back to cork in 2016 i was gone for my education and the first part of my career i grew up in a dairy farm and my brother and my nephew were still running that farm so I suppose I was seeped in farming and agriculture really growing up but it was the business side of farming really that interested me so I went and I studied economics and finance first and then a master's in business studies which a specialism in agri-food business in UCD and at that point uh, Professor Seamus Sheehy was the Professor of Agricultural Economics. And I just found him to be really interesting, inspiring person, real old school type professor. We don't have <laughs> yeah. that many of them anymore. And I suppose he just really, um, you know, piqued my interest in agricultural economics as a topic.
0: OK. And you felt, do you feel that a lot of that came from your background being at that home on the farm? Growing up on a farm was, do you think that kind of, uh, despite the agricultural side but where did you kind of go down the avenue of the economic side
2: yeah so I suppose for anybody that knows me listening to this I'd have to say <laughs> hands up I was never a person who was out milking cows or maybe a bit of feeding calves all right so I wasn't very hands-on kind of um, growing up in in the farming environment but it was the business side of it interested me more really and mm-hmm. um, I suppose the discussions around milk price the early days of the milk quota all of the discussions about policy changes and you know the the general agreement on tariff and trade all of that would have been on the news a lot when I was growing up and of course we only had one tv and you had to watch what your father wanted to watch so I would have been very exposed to all of that and had an interest in it so I decided to to study general business so I did economics and finance but for my projects in college I tended to kind of come back to agriculture so when it came to doing a master's you know the specialism that had agribusiness in it kind of appealed to me then because i had done a lot of the application of economics and finance to farming questions really
0: okay very good and when you were finished your masters what where, what did you do
2: so i spent time? a year working in aib on the graduate program and um i suppose i was still looking for something else and then around that time there was a contract position advertised in chagask they were setting up a new project called the factory project They had brought people from the US who had been running this policy analysis, economic modelling type project, and they wanted to develop that in Ireland and they hired a number of kind of early career people at that stage. So I joined along with three or four others um, at that time. In an initial contract position, and I ended up spending 18 years working in Chagask. <laughs> then, after that.
0: And was that, I saw that the time was that expected, or was it something you just went with the flow?
2: And oh, totally went with the flow, absolutely. I mean, what age was I at that time? 2021? 20, nobody kind of, at that age, you don't think you'll spend 18 years doing anything, but the time just <laughs> goes by so quickly. And there was a lot of changes in that period. I started off in Sandy Mount Avenue, which would have been the headquarters of Chagask at that time and like that it was maybe a two or three year con- contract first and it got extended and then I started a PhD and I was made permanent and then as part of the big kind of decentralization policy of the government at around that time and maybe the early noughties that office was sold and I worked for a short period in Ashtown and then our particular unit was transferred to Rye. So I spent the second half of those 18 years living and working in Galway. So it was all very varied over that yeah. time, really, and, and the work evolved as well. We started off like looking at just the policy analysis question, but things evolved. I became head of the National Farm Survey over that period. We moved into collecting environmental data as much as economic data, developing new indicators. So there was a lot of variety, I suppose, in, in both the work and in both the challenges that we were looking at over that 18 years.
0: Okay. And I suppose what was the biggest thing you took from that um, throughout those 18 years? What was the biggest thing you kind of took from that? Or what's your most memorable moment?
2: Well, the first thing I would say is I really enjoyed working there. Um, And I suppose it wasn't because of, you know, the the feeling of working there didn't lead to my my leaving there. We'll come to that in a minute, I suppose. Um, I think what I would really see now about Chagas having worked somewhere else is that there's such a strong community and the fact that everybody is focused on one sector. um, For a large part, the majority of people come from an agricultural background. They're really committed to making the sector a success, and that has a great kind of bonding period, uh, or bonding kind of um, function, I suppose, in the organisation. So I would have said, as a place to work, it was a great time in my life, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm still in contact with all the colleagues there and everything. Any particular memory... I suppose one thing we worked on that i'm really proud of and that 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 still um stands today is that as head of the national farm survey as as a team we came up with this idea that we would broaden the survey not only to look at incomes but to look at sustainability and i suppose we started that process maybe around 2011 or 2012 and we were kind of ahead of our time at that stage because sustainability wasn't as on the agenda as it is now and certainly the multi-dimensional kind of concept of a taking in the environment the economic the social looking at innovation so to come up with those indicators I think we launched that first report I know exactly when we launched that first report because it was (laughs) nine nine months (laughs) months (laughs) pregnant and then (laughs) with a moment and and uh, on my for my with my third child and I went on maternity leave very shortly afterwards so it was kind of a very intense period of work leading up to it yes Um, Mm and so from a personal and a professional perspective I suppose I was very proud that we managed to produce at that time and it has been produced annually since and improved on and built on by my former colleagues there and i just think i know having sat on the food vision um commission subsequently it's just a really important piece of evidence uh required for both policy and marketing and everything else that goes with the sector so yeah, that's, that's nice. one and it's, memorable piece of work yeah
0: yeah and as you said that the, when you see it coming out every year it's probably yeah it probably makes yeah, you yeah, yeah. I'm happy yeah. enough to see it's still going and you're such a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm
2: just delighted to see that it's not only is it still going, but going from strength to strength yeah, and being improved and, you know, led by others and that as well. So
0: Brilliant. And you mentioned you did, you did a PhD along the way. Was that Was that a part time? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you find juggling both?
2: Yeah, so um, I was in a contract research position and I suppose I kind of knew if I wanted to get a permanent position or stay in Chagaska, I needed to do a PhD. At that time, there weren't as many people graduating with PhDs, so a lot of people were actually recruited with a master's into the research field, which would be almost unheard of now because there's a lot more PhD graduates uh, looking for work, I suppose. So I did the PhD in University of Reading in England part-time. Um, But because I was working in research, it was very manageable. So what I was working on on a day to day basis was the basis of my PhD as well. Now, I did take a a sabbatical leave at one stage and I went to Australia for six months and that gave me kind of a focus period to, to write it all up and work with a professor there. So look, it was a fantastic opportunity. It was part time, but not the way I see some colleagues here or students here doing PhDs part time and they have families and they're working in a different area and they're literally doing it you know, at night time or getting up Mm -hmm. at five o'clock in the morning to do it. It wasn't that kind of hardship, so I was lucky. So I I finished the PhD in 2003 or 2004, I think, and um, graduated from Reading, and I've stayed very much in contact with... Uh, the colleagues there, and they actually gave me an honorary doctorate oh, in uh, 2018, which was really nice. Oh, that's only. So what we do here in UCC is we give alumni awards to uh, alumni that we feel have contributed to their field, but they do it slightly different there. They give an honorary doctorate. So I have two PhDs from, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> from Reading now, uh, <laughs> but one, one of them earned through hard work and the other one <laughs> wow. honorary. So, yeah. I got of some dedication for play. Brilliant. So...
0: In 2016, am I right, yeah. you decided to take a change in career?
2: I did. So in 2015, there was uh, posts advertised here in UCC, professorial posts. They come up very rarely, really. And there was one, well, they were kind of unallocated at the time, but they were in the business school space. And in the business school here, there is a department of food business, um, which is kind of unique, I suppose, because well, you know, there's agricultural science, obviously, in ucd and there's agribusiness but it's still within the school of agriculture whereas it's within the business school here the focus is more on economics and marketing so it's very much in my field and i suppose i know that those posts didn't come up very often close to home three small kids at the time so i just said look will i go for this and we'll see what happens and um You know, I was offered the the full professorship, so it was a great opportunity. So I moved with my husband and the three kids from Galway uh, down to here. And look, it was a big move at the time. We had a lovely house in Galway that we had kind of built ourselves and we had been living there 10 years. And we were moving home, but we were moving into a rented house. The kids were changing school. My husband's from County to rome It's a big move for him. Big move. I'm one of seven, so he was yes. moving into <laughs> <You laughs> the You only gonna her own to Galway and then go to Cork. <laughs> yeah, now he's surrounded by Hennessy. So look, it was it was a big move, but it was a good move professionally and and personally. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've been there's a big adjustment. Things are very yes. different here to chagos in lo- in lots of ways. Um some uh, good and some bad uh, but from a personal perspective as well it's been great just to be back near my family and especially I think when you have young kids it's great to have family support.
0: Brilliant, okay. Um, Theo, you're also involved in a number of uh, national and international
2: associations, that obviously takes up a lot of time too. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, so um, I left Tiagasc in 2016 and then in, it was either 2018 or 2019 I was appointed to the Tiagosk board as a member of the authority Um, and I was just renewed recently for my second term so I have um, five years done Um, and we meet once a month uh, with the exception of August and it's just I suppose a great way for me to remain involved in what's not only going on in the organisation but in the sector Um, And look, it's great experience as well. Um, I sit on a number of other boards and over the last couple of years I've done the Chartered Director Training Programme, that's to be a a qualified chartered company director. So you learn a lot about governance, about finance, about your responsibilities as a director and it's great to have the practical experience of actually being on, on the board then as well. Um, so we have a subsidiary of UCC, the Irish Management Institute, their executive education provider. There's, they have a campus in, in Sandyford. So I sit on that board as well as the UCC representative director. And then most recently, I joined the ESRI, the Economic and Social Research Institute board, which again is an organisation not unlike Jobs, but focused on on the whole economy rather than just on one particular sector yeah so look they're great experiences to have to see how other organizations function you learn a lot from them and you have the opportunity to bring some you know advice and input as well from your own experience and so yeah it's just been really enjoyable we had a meeting of the Chagas board last week when i joined in 2018 or 19 i think there was two women including myself and nine men on the board and last week there was uh Two men and eight women. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so there's been such a transformation. um I think just it—it's just the way it happened, really, in terms of renewal of membership and people that were nominated and uh, appointed to the board. So very different board now. To when I joined <laughs> originally, so looking forward to working with all the new board members there as well.
0: Good. It's probably nice as well with the board of targets to kind of keep your foot in where you were as well and take <clears throat> take your knowledge and what's happening there to your day-to-day role here in UCC as well.
2: It is because I suppose, you know, we'll probably talk now about what I'm doing here at the moment. It's it's quite unrelated now to agriculture apart from the PhD students I supervise and whatever research I'm doing. So that's a great way to remain involved in the sector as well right. by being on the, the childless board. You know?
0: Yeah, and you were also involved in and the setup of the first
2: agriculture course in UCC Mm -hmm. so how is that going and I suppose how did it come about really? Sure so when I came here in 2016 there had been discussions for many years about setting up an agricultural science course but for various reasons it kind of hadn't materialized. Shortly before I came from Chagas to UCC Paul Ross came from Chagas Park to UCC as well and he came into the role of head of the College of Science so he was in a you know a a position of significant authority really to be able to make something happen um uh at that stage so look i i'd ha- had a chat with him and we talked a lot about how it would be great to have egg science and the size of the agricultural sector in Munster and the growing dairy sector and you know young people going to to ucd like yourself yeah. <laughs> uh to study egg science wouldn't it be great if they could stay closer to home so we chatted to the the colleagues in Park and Seamus Cross former colleague from Chagas came in and gave us a lot of help as well and um, the course got up and running what year exactly I'm not sure so the first group graduated last autumn which would have been 23 four-year programs 2019 so the first um, cohort came in in 2019 and then sometime after that Frank Buckley was appointed the first professor of agricultural science in the history of the university which was a big um, development as well and of course he came from Park, so we've all that connection which is really important I think for the ecosystem and for Definitely. the relationship between the two organizations and a few more colleagues have joined now since from Tiagasc from as well and look the program seems to be going really well I went to the graduation breakfast of the first group and just a fantastic group of of young people going off out in their careers and meeting them there with their parents really mm-hmm. lovely occasion I teach them in second year and um, I agree business farm management and financial principles I think it is and um, I'm not sure that you know it's it's great program small group at the moment but ambitions to to grow the numbers and I just think really important to have that here in Cork, like I think, which I would biasedly say is the agricultural <laughs> capital of Ireland.
0: <laughs> Brilliant! Uh, here, you're a busy woman. You have uh, three kids, as you mentioned already. How how do you do it all? How do you manage the work life balance?
2: Um, badly most of the time, <laughs> probably stre- a bit stressed. So I have three kids. They're um 14 12 and nine at the moment, and uh, I have lots of family help. I have childminder, obviously, my husband. Does more than his fair share because I suppose I'm you know away a lot and that kind of thing. But look, I suppose just planning, planning ahead, and trying to to keep everything juggling and just keeping the fingers crossed most of the time, for, <laughs> forgetting things and doing things at the last minute and all that kind of thing. But they get done in the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Brilliant.
0: So, all is good. All Good. Yeah. Um, and I suppose um, in terms of advice, what advice would you give yourself? back when you were 20 if you could do it now or what's your advice would you give to
2: students um Um, well first of all i think i think it's a great time now to be a student and a graduate i suppose i graduated in the mid 90s and we had a really coming out of a really bad recessionary period at that time and it was all about getting a job and getting a Mm -hmm. secure job and keeping a job so I think maybe if I had graduated at a different time, I'd have taken a few more risks and done a bit more traveling and that kind of thing that Mm -hmm. you see young people doing now. I think it's it's just brilliant that they have that opportunity. Um, And I suppose like putting yourself out there, applying for things, even if you don't think you have all of the qualifications or all of the experience um, and taking the chances and, you know, you don't have to know everything the first Mm -hmm. day and you know, I suppose the more like I'm kind of in a privileged position in, in the university because I'm, I've just finished up as dean of the business school. And in that role, you get to meet loads of really influential people who maybe had studied here and went on to be CEOs of companies and everything. Mm-hmm. And the more you meet those people, you actually realize they're very ordinary people and they don't That's know right. everything. And a lot of the time they're winging it, maybe. And, you know, they'd say themselves chances they took early in their career. So kind of faking until you make it kind of thing. So I'd say not to get too stressed and you know try to get a variety of experience and travel and life experience and professional experience and apply for things even if you think you mightn't have all the the boxes ticked because you might still be the best person yes absolutely
0: and what advice would you give to someone who may be on on the fence about uh taking up maybe a master's or a phd
2: yeah i mean i think a phd is a really big commitment and um Like when I'm meeting students who who are thinking of doing a PhD, I I really do like to explore why they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's a three or four year commitment. Look, we've seen so much in the media that we know it's not particularly well paid while you're doing it. So it needs to be something you really want to do. So I think you really have to be sure that you want a career in research or academia or some kind of a role that requires a PhD because mm-hmm. I think if you're not hundred percent committed on day one, you certainly won't be when you're eighteen months in or two years in because okay. it's a long slog and it can be quite a kind of an isolated experience because you're working on a project, okay, with your supervisors, but for the most part on your own. So mm-hmm. you do need to be really, really motivated. And um, a master is then I suppose much sm- shorter commitment and you know we've lots of twelve months thought masters and I think it's a great way of getting a specialism like you know, if I'd be thinking of my own kids, I'd be quite happy for them to do quite a general first degree and then get the maturity and a bit of experience. Yeah. And then you can do a master's in something that's more specialized mm-hmm. that prepares you for the workplace now, whether that's doing kind of a general science degree and a specialized one or a general commerce degree and a specialized master's in, you know, accounting or data analytics or whatever yeah. field you want to go into. So you're keeping your options open um and i know that comes at a cost obviously and we're not all you know in the privileged or comfortable position that we can afford to do that but for for people who can i think taking that break and getting a little bit of professional experience and then maybe coming back and doing a master's you probably feel a bit more grounded and be a bit more sure of yeah what you want to do yeah absolutely i mean the other thing now is that in the business area all of our degree programs have a a work placement and students go out in kind of February, March until July or August. It's a brilliant opportunity. That wasn't there when I was going to college. Yeah. Just to get real professional experience and to know what you like and what you don't like. And for lots of people then they've job offers coming back if they do well on their placement. Mm -hmm. So you know and that's on the ag science degree as well. Part of it is on a farm and the other part is an angry business. So I just think that um that's a great opportunity and if it's not part of your degree program to try to go out and look for that a proper summer internship getting proper professional experience like yeah i think it's it's a good good
0: point because i think often you can just you know it's easy to work at home or it's easy to go somewhere local yeah Um, but it's i think going to uh, as you said going to a company that's relevant to where you might might go down the line you can yeah, see what's happening because yeah. often if you don't do transition year you may never have any
2: real work experience yeah, if you think of it i know and so then for fantastic. like those of us that grew up on farms that's kind of the sector we're familiar with so exactly. even to just try to get the experience in different sectors like and i know it's hard and it's you know it's it's not easy for everybody but where it's possible i definitely recommend it you push yourself outside yeah. the comfort zone yeah. <laughs> which you
0: certainly did <laughs> uh throughout your career but yeah uh, thank you so much for taking your time today you're as i said you're definitely a busy lady so you've managed to squeeze us in and we really
2: really appreciate it no problem delighted catherine